Okay, so today we're going to be talking about a condition called mold biotoxin illness. So this is something that's becoming a lot more prevalent and we're getting asked more and more regularly about. Um, so it is quite different to um, mold allergies and mold reactions that we do see in clinic. Um, and it's also often referred to as chronic inflammatory response syndrome or SIRS. So we have out one of our naturopaths and PAT practitioners, Stephen Judge, um, here just to help us break this down and figure out the differences and learn more about it. So, Stephen, do you mind just starting off with breaking down exactly what mold biotoxin illness is? Yeah, no worries, Jess. So the medical term for mold biotoxin illness is something called CIRS, so C-I-R-S for short. And CIRS stands for Chronic Inflammatory Response Syndrome. So whereas a typical mold allergy is an acute immune response that manifests as classic allergy symptoms, you know, sneezing and itching, congestion, e eczema and asthma mm -hmm. may be involved. Uh, mold biotoxin illness or SEARS is, has nothing to do with the true allergy. SEARS is a chronic multi-system condition or a multi-symptom illness. So it's technically more of a syndrome than a disease state. So okay. a syndrome basically just being a large collection of symptoms that might differ between person to person yep. rather than a strictly defined disease state. But there are some key group of symptoms that people do experience with SEERS that we'll get into later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so these chronic symptoms experienced by people with SEERS are due to this chronic systemic inflammation that is out of control mm. in the body. And this inflammation has been triggered by previous and or current exposure to mold. But some people can develop sears due to, also due to tick bites, insect bites, and other mm. sorts of vectors and bacterial uh, infections. <laughs> so in a nutshell, sears is when a part of our immune system becomes extremely hyperreactive, so overreactive, and it mm. leads to this chronic systemic inflammation due to mold exposure. And it's the mold biotoxins that wreak havoc on the body and drive all the systemic, systemic inflammation and chronic symptoms. Yeah. And it is especially harmful to a subset of people who are, in fact, genetically susceptible. So is it a genetic condition? Or? Well, there is a gene present in as much as 95% of people who do get diagnosed with SIDS. It's not absolutely essential to have the gene. People have developed SEERS who don't have the gene, but it does majorly increase your susceptibility to developing SEERS. So this gene is called, it's called the HLA-DQDR gene. So mm -hmm. HLA stands for human leukocyte antigen. Okay. And so what occurs with people with HLA susceptibility in this gene is that if they are exposed to mold biotoxins, they don't have the ability to mount a proper immune response to them. Okay. So, and they're also essentially not equipped to detoxify them out of the body. So this is why someone who's not genetically susceptible might, you know, inhale mold biotoxins, mm. get rid of them, they're all good. Yeah, but, okay. yeah. yeah but these HLA-susceptible people mm -hmm. inhale mold or ingest mold and they're just recirculating throughout the body because mm -hmm. they can't detoxify it. Mm. They can't mount an immune response to it and 
the downstream effect of this as chronic inflammatory symptoms. Yeah. So, so it's just a combination of being susceptible and exposed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so then this eventually dysregulates other genes mm. in the body that have to do with reducing inflammation and optimizing detox pathways. Yeah. So yeah, these biotoxins are just recirculating around the body and causing absolute chaos yeah. in the form of insidious Can chronic imagine, inflammation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in non-susceptible people, the immune system identifies these and they're yep. broken down, removed from the bloodstream by the liver, but with the gene defect, they just can't get rid of it. And so eventually this onslaught of chronic neurological, hormonal, uh, digestive and food sensitivity issues mm. come into play and other imbalances, which just create a huge, broad range of symptoms. Yeah, so let's talk about symptoms. You mentioned before that SEARS or mold biotoxin illness is different to just having a simple mold allergy. Can you run us through the most common SEARS symptoms and how to spot the difference between a mold allergy and SEARS? Yeah, so a mold allergy, it classically manifests as lots of, lots of respiratory congestion, post-nasal drip, sneezing, you know, this classic hay fever, yeah. allergic rhinitis mm -hmm. stuff. Which we see so often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. itching. Uh, mold can cause a lot of uh, coughing, uh, worsening of asthma and shortness of breath, and eczema can be involved here as well. Yeah. So that's the classic kind mm -hmm. of typical mold Symptom allergic profile. presentation. Yeah. Um, respiratory symptoms that do overlap with SEERS include this chronic congestion, shortness of breath, and kind of chronic unresolved coughing. Mm -hmm. But with SEERS, this will classically also manifest as this deep and persistent fatigue, mm. um, anxiety and depression, mood disorders, uh, a lot of other cognitive symptoms such as brain fog and impaired memory. People have light sensitivity chronic headaches, mm -hmm. difficulty finding words, I feel disoriented and mm. quite weak. Sounds terrible, yeah. Mm. Um, many digestive issues start to manifest, so particularly abdominal pain and cramping, mm -hmm. diarrhea, sometimes more constipation. Yeah. Uh, people typically have lots of joint pain, extreme muscle pain, muscle cramps, stiffness. Uh, key symptom is this extreme feeling of thirst and very frequent urination. Mm -hmm. Uh, people with mold biotoxin illness can experience a lot of static shocks. Wow. Um, and people have fast or very irregular heartbeats. Mm -hmm. So there are so many symptoms, uh, such a wide variety yeah. of types of symptoms because the body is, is in such a wide state of inflammation. Yeah. So the, because the gut becomes so inflamed, Many people with SEERS develop gut dysbiosis, leaky gut, gut infections and overgrowths. Mm -hmm. So people eventually develop a huge amount of food intolerances and sensitivities, yeah. which is the stage at which people have ended up here. Yeah. They're reacting to salicylates, amines, glutamates, gluten and wheat, dairy, yeast, soy, yeah. histamine, you name it. Yeah. So even though they're doing the... Um, Right diet on paper, yeah. um, they're reacting to everything. These They've got chronic gut symptoms. They're yeah. exhausted. Yeah. The brain fog is a big symptom. Mm. We have um, a lot of podcasts on these um, naturally occurring food chemicals. If you're not familiar with them, um, you can refer back to the list as well. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, so these people have such a wide degree of inflammation that foods that should be fine are now being recognised as foreign yeah. invaders, basically. They're just perpetuating 
this cycle of chronic inflammation. Yeah, so it really does sound like a multi-system, multi-symptom illness that can present really differently in different people. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So the symptoms I just mentioned are basically the key symptoms that are part of this Sears mold biotoxin illness symptom cluster list. Yeah. So this symptom cluster list going over this um, is basically stage one on the journey of trying to get an adequate proper diagnosis Yeah. Um, in order to determine whether or not you have true Sears. Mm. So you need to have a certain percentage of these symptoms presenting consistently. Mm -hmm. So if you Google Sears symptom cluster list, it will come up in Google images and yeah. anyone can have a look. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people I work with see this and mm. tick the majority of it. And yeah. It's a big, big clue mm. that we're on the right path. Mm -hmm. But it will present slightly differently in different people in terms yeah. of particular symptoms that might not be there. Yeah. Um, which is why it's referred to more of a, of, as a syndrome. Yeah. And so Sears is unfortunately what's actually going on with people when they've been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, mm -hmm. fibromyalgia, depression and anxiety, IBS, even hypochondria. Mm. And so what's in common with all of these diagnoses is that there are these elusive grey areas in conventional medicine with no identified single root cause that can be medicated. <clears throat> yeah. There are these, you know, things like IBS, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, mental health, these are all multi-system, multi-symptom conditions that have a variety of many different underlying drivers that therefore need a variety of treatments to overcome properly. Yeah. So it's really unfortunate and sometimes horrifying to hear of the journey some clients have been on. Yeah. You know, these are the people that have been told it's all in your head, yeah. you're depressed, you're stressed. How frustrating. Um, mm. It's all psychological. Like, no, this is something where there are um, quite serious physiological mm. disturbances that are real for people. Yeah. So it's a huge relief when someone who's aware of Sears and how it manifests and how to get a thorough history and, you know, get the journey of appropriate testing mm. on the way. Um, it's a relief for people when they find someone to help them through this yeah. um, and get, get through it step by step yeah. so they can finally get some answers. Yeah, definitely. So are there specific tests involved for people who to find out if they do have Sears? Yeah, so it's a bit beyond the scope of this podcast to dive into mm. a lot of detail around yep. all the different tests needed. Mm -hmm. uh, but it basically involves uh, it's quite a sequential step-by-step um, -step process. It basically involves working through the symptom cluster yep. list with a practitioner. Ticking off. Yeah, yeah um, doing an online or in-clinic kind of visual contrast sensitivity test because mm -hmm. uh, the mold biotoxins can damage capillaries mm. in the eyes wow. that affect uh, and cause a lot of visual disturbance. Yep. Uh, then there's this uh, gene testing, a range of blood work is very important to look at. Uh, it's also important to rule out something known as Marcons. It's an like antibiotic resistant staph that kind of hides deep in the nasal wow. passage. Yeah. And that needs to be dealt with very quickly because yep. it just perpetuates everything. Yep. Um, so I'll just advise anyone listening who's thinking it might be an issue to look at Google this Sears mm. symptom cluster list. As a starting point, yeah. yeah. And if you're looking at this and thinking this may be an issue for you or a loved one, get in touch um, and seek out just Sears-aware yeah. health practitioners. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so how I imagine treatment must be very 
comprehensive and individualized and depend on the testing results and whatever's going on with the individual person. Yep, yeah, definitely. But regardless of the individual presentation, frontline treatment for this is you've got to remove yourself from the mold. Yeah. You cannot be around mold as it will just continue to drive symptoms. Yeah. You can't kind of take supplements to get rid of it, but mm. live in the mold. You've mm. got to get out or you've got to get your house remediated. Yeah. So removal from exposure is crucial. And then the next step is appropriate medications and or supplements that basically act as binders mm -hmm. of these biotoxins. We just, we need binders to get in and get them out mm. because the body is not doing it as it should be. Yeah. And then when this is on some level being successfully employed, we need to go in and correct all of the hormonal and inflammatory issues that are present. Um, as a result of the collateral damage of all these biotoxins. Yeah. So it's crucial that people have their homes assessed by a building biologist, mm -hmm. like a professional, and do not try to clean this yourself. It usually makes it worse. Mm. Um, you really need professional experienced mould remediators who know how to accurately measure the mould types and the yeah. levels present in your home and then what to do about it if it is present. So yeah. I just refer people onto the... Mm -hmm. Australian Society of Building Biologists yeah. who have a list of properly qualified people. Yeah. And so I guess the reason why people have ended up here is because they have become so hypersensitive to mould. They mm. can smell it a mile away. And people with SEERS very typically develop chronic gut dysbiosis and SIBO mm -hmm. is also very common. Mm -hmm. It's a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Yep. And so, you know, these people have multiple food chemical intolerances. They react to everything. Some people do come in with pre-existing allergies yep. as well. So even though SEERS itself isn't an allergic condition, the mold treatments kind of help desensitize mm. people mm -hmm. for the reaction to mold. Yeah. yeah, if yep. they do come into contact with mm -hmm. it. Um, because these people, if they do accidentally come into contact with it, they mm. get very unwell. Yeah. So we also typically prioritise doing a yeast treatment as well because yep. the yeast present mm -hmm. in any foods they're ingesting yeah. uh, can really flare symptoms too. Okay. So what yeah. can people do now in their homes and with their diet if they think that they're having an issue with SEERS? Yeah. So as I mentioned, please get in touch with the practitioner as soon as possible yep. if you think this is a driver and mm -hmm. an issue for you. And if you get your home tested for mold and it's present at dangerous levels, you're unfortunately going to have to get it out. You are going to have to get out, sorry. <laughs> or you will have to get it out by a professional building biologist yeah. as soon as possible. Mm. This Dealing with this can seem like a nightmare for people. It's kind of like they're having to uproot their entire life, mm. throw out clothes, books, wow. you know. But to gain your health back, it's crucial. So if you're dealing with SEERS as part of long-term treatment, um, if you're recovering from all this chronic inflammation, yeah. it's important wherever you are, wherever you do go, to try and clean up the air as much as possible wherever you're now living. Yeah. You know, most indoor air is actually worse than pollution outside. Yeah, there's more toxins inside than yeah. outside, yeah. So even if your home and office pass the mould inspection, there's tons of other indoor air contaminants that can be driving a lot of this inflammation. Mm. You know, volatile organic compounds. Um, there can be bacteria in the air as well floating mm -hmm. around, endotoxins, uh, you know, diff many different microbes yep. floating around basically mm -hmm. due to moisture, humidity. Mm. And um, these artificial environments we create. 
Yeah. As well. Yeah. yeah. I even wouldn't be putting any plants in the bedroom because of mm. the moisture and the heat. There can be a lot of mold yeah. fungus that grows in house plants indoors. It's yeah. best to keep that in the living room. Yeah. Um, you know, we haven't evolved to live in contained spaces. Yeah. With recycled air and terrible ventilation. So one of the best things you can do is to invest in a high quality air filter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So having quality air in the home <laughs> is a big priority. Yeah for getting through this. Yeah. A low mold diet is highly recommended and employed during CS treatment. Yeah. Um, it reduces the ch- likelihood that you're going to get, you know, more inflammation from yeah. the foods you're ingesting. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, important to try and avoid processed, canned, box followed food. Uh, so trying to avoid mold and yeast foods. So these classic ones are cheese, alcohol, condiments, sauces, uh, any fungi, cured and smoked meats, dried fruits. This is why we do prioritise and do yeast treatments Mm. here for people. So if they do come into contact with these foods, they're not going to get a huge reaction. And mold treatments, yeah. 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 Uh, So avoiding gluten and grains. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure you've got mold-free coffee. Because when these are stored, that they can generate mold, I suppose. Exactly. And, you know, just that typical anti-inflammatory diet template Mm. to try and stick to, you know, trying to prioritize organic pasture raised animal products, kind of low carb veg, broccoli, Mm. cabbage, peppers, you know, plant-based diets, a lot of raw nuts and seeds, um, sticking to the healthy anti-inflammatory fats. Mm -hmm. So organic butter, olive oil, coconut oil, avocado. But, the only potential and common issue here, which is why people end up here again, mm-hmm. with this general recommendation of heaps of plant foods, olive and coconut oil, nuts and seeds, yes. they're all really high in food chemicals. Yeah. So salicylates, amine, glutamate, histamine, yeah. uh, which are driving a lot of particularly gut symptoms, yeah. grain fog, and mm. perpetuating everything. Yeah. So, you know, the people who are doing everything right. Damned if you still, do, damned if you don't. Yeah. yeah. So if this is you, please get in touch and mm. find out how you can test for and treat these food intolerances. Yeah. That are so then you can actually follow the right diet. Yeah. yeah, and particularly driving a lot of gut upset, the brain fog, yeah. joint pain, rashes. Um, mm. The whole and, list. Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of the lowdown with the diet. But mm. It's important to be utilising natural detoxification techniques as well to ensure that your detoxification organs are all in an optimal state because this all comes down to getting the mold biotoxins out, dealing with gut overgrowth and infections, Mm -hmm. getting the gut strong. So, you know, doing, employing regular infrared sauna, Mm -hmm. sky gym brushing, um, dry skin brushing. So, uh, taking supplements for detoxification that are determined necessary by a practitioner. It's mm-hmm. very individual. Yep. Some people Need are way to too sensitive for yep. particular ones. Mm-hmm. Um, salt baths are really nice. Um, so, yeah, so having a good quality air filter, focusing on that low-mold diet and treating those intolerances yep. that are there. Um ensuring detox pathways are strong. Mm-hmm. And just to emphasise and highlight again, you know, Part of Sears treatment, even in those early initial stages of 
getting out, taking binders, is yeah. getting the gut strong. Yeah. You've got to set out so the gut. Handle it. Yeah. Detox pathways have to be strong. Because when you're taking binders yeah. and other supplements or medications to deal with the mold biotoxins, the gut has to be strong. Otherwise, this is when people get very ill yeah. and they can get severe side effects. Yeah. And so a part of dealing with the gut is to test for and treat any food yeah. intolerances. It just takes all the guesswork yeah. out. It's relieves a lot of stress yeah. in people. And if you're not familiar with our um, uh, natural allergy treatment that we have mentioned a few times in this podcast, um, we do have all the information on how it all works and um, what it can be appropriate for, which conditions it can help with um, on our website, which is naturalallergytreatment.com.au. And of course, if you do have any questions, you can contact us directly on um, 1300 853 if you live in Australia or if you're in New Zealand, our number is 09479. Five double nine seven. Awesome. Thanks, cool. Jess. Thanks, Stephen. See you soon. Bye.